watched you dancing in the park. I heard you sing in the dark. You came into the coffee shop, the same one where I always stop. All the musicians hang out there. You had a flower in your hair. As you walked across the room, I could smell that gardenia sweet perfume. Every head turned in the place to look upon your serene face. I watched you dancing in the park. I saw you waiting for a bus. I heard you singing in the dark, a song that could have been for us. I walked right by you on the street. You were out there busking, trying to get something to eat. I heard you singing in the dark. I watched you in the park. Well, every now and then it seems we get an answer to our dreams and see the beauty of this world unfold before us in a swirl. That's how I feel about you. You're like a vision, an angel, a wish come true. No better moment could I find than when I've got you on my mind. I watched you dancing in the park. I saw you waiting for a bus. I heard you singing in the dark, a song that could have been for us. I walked right by you on the street. You were out there busking, trying to get something to eat. I heard you singing in the dark. I watched you dancing in the park. I heard you singing in the dark. I heard you singing in the dark. I heard you singing in the dark. All right, Johnny Nouveau Coke. Tribute to the Hate Ashbury and Hippie Hill. Makes me think about dancing in the park. I uh, do that more often. Thanks for the reminder, Johnny. Oscar for freedom. Andrew just uh, by the Neil Beta Young Beta Generate Poet just came in. Alrighty, give you one's kind of nostalgic, based a little bit on one that you know from the past. So this will be good. Okay, cool, perfect. There we go. Where have all the flower children gone? Where, where can they be? Where have all the flower children gone? Do I see them in you and me? Wouldn't it be great if peace and love could replace war and poverty? Oh, where have all the flower children gone? Have they gone to graveyards or are they just asleep? <laughs> yeah. Where have all the great leaders gone? Where, oh, where can they be? Where have all the great leaders gone? Have we lost them to posterity? Wasn't there a time when the greater good inspired fairness and empathy? Oh, where have all the great leaders gone? Have we lost them forever to the pages of history? And where are all the people standing up for their 
marching for their ideals and fighting that last good fight. It takes more than a week, a month, or a year to occupy. Our very lives are in the balance, and we've got to live it until we die. Where have all the young girls gone, the young men and the old ones too? If we're all in this together, why is it so hard to gather you? Maybe all this digital technology is what's really keeping us apart. Oh, where have all the people gone? If we'd look up from our devices, that might be a good start. Where have all the flower children gone? Where, where can they be? Where have all the flower children gone? Where, oh, where can they be? Where have all the flower children gone? I think they're still inside of you and me. Let's set them free. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Johnny. Nouveau Coke singing about all the flower children. I think they've come right here to Mutiny Radio here for the Common Thread Collective. Oh, Dave, I don't know. Something happened with that microphone. You just knocked it somewhere. Knock it loose. There you go. I hear you. Okay. Hey, uh, Fernando, why don't you come up here? Hey, Fernando. Fernando. Greetings and hello. Greetings and hello, fellow Fernando. Greetings and hello. My name is Fernando Vincent Ramos, and uh, this is another month, and this particular month is called the, wim the, the month of women. And the best thing all, all of us men could do in reference to women is learn how to love them, learn how to respect them, learn how to set them free. The new man will set all women free because women have their own sense of uh, independence, understanding, moving forward. Men need to not be in their way. Mean to l men need to love women so that women can be really free, free of that terrible stench of men that have just uh, hurt women for so many years. And uh, for just for a poem... For all women, whoever they may be, whoever may be, just a love poem. So from one heart to all other hearts, someday, somewhere, someplace, we can meet as no two people have ever met before. Somewhere, someplace, sometime, we could fall in love as no two people have ever fallen in love before. Someday, somewhere, sometime, we could say I do as no two people have ever fallen in love before. Love who you need, love who you want, love who you are. For the community at large, my name is Fernando Vincent For all women, thank you very much. Thank you, Fernando. It's all about the love of the Common Thread Collective. Now I bring up, hey, Hawk, you got a guitar now. Come and do a couple of songs. And then we got the Buster for Freedom, who's going to take us out. And I see you got your violin, hey, brother? Is that right? Okay, so we, he's going to, so we had it, then we have the Buster for Freedom. And then maybe we can, uh, you can come up and we're all going to jam behind him with him. James is here too. Is that all right to, with everybody? Sounds good, Dave. Oh, yeah, pardon me. Well, listen, before you start, Hawk, let's bring our brother Andrew on. He's, he rode up on his bike. He said he's got something burning in his brain. Uh, he's ready to roll. He's going to put us out there. He's got something to read. He's become a regular mom. We're coming up here, brother. 
That's yeah. Jeffrey Andrew. Mob stage. And then the Hawk. Mob stage. You're listening to the Common Thread Collective on Mutiny Radio. I had to spank your guitar tonight. Mine's still broken. All right. Cheers. Howdy. This is a poem, and it's called uh, The Void Got Stoned and It's Hungry for Souls. Here is a pale of comparison. Here is a view from a precipice looking down at a mudslide of bad metaphors and words and shapes and gossamer misfirings for your troubles. Slipping, slipping, climbing Jacob's ladder, jiggling keys for hours and locks, I myself changed. Ganging up on yuppies with dumpstered baguettes, the beatings get less and less painful as haze-soaked rain reduces our weapons to soggy, sludgy stumps. On the third or fourth ring, I begin to wonder, is life's complaint hotline staffed? Or does a rotary phone in an abandoned and abused mansion ring and ring and echo for the pregnant air to absorb and to precipitate concentrate on all of my complaints? Until we just forget weeks, days, hours, and minutes, until we regain our slack, leave behind the miasmas of steaming selfs and burnt ego waffles, no roads shall clear in our path. Leaping logistical long leases on lethargic loves and literary lusts, leave larks huddled in lackluster lines along lush, lonely, lily-padded lakes. But let's leave landlords lockjawed anyways. Fight these devices that draw us to them with a fierce force opposite to Luke's lightsaber. But at least the TV doesn't whine when you spend a night without it. The fear takes shapes like the red paint of a nascent parklet, a rash, an irritation, a chafing against the machine. But even stranded on a desert island, a desert island, that is, I cannot out-eat the abyss, all considered, another amorous attempt awry. Lifeless days and restless nights should be no surprise when there is only mold but no jello to fill it, yada, yada, yada. How sweet it is to be here every Friday at Mutiny Radio to digest all of this uh, creative energy that comes through the microphones in this space. Very cool. Thanks, Andrew, for that. Hey, Andrew. Hey, everybody. Well, we're rolling right along, and here I look at him, and here he be. It looks like a wild guy, kind of a road dog kind of dude. <laughs> Rainbow family. I've, 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 I believe our paths have crossed. I, I, I get a sense of real... Real close uh, brotherhood, brotherhood with your brother. Because I can feel your spirit. And here with a couple of songs. Let's hear it for the hawk. Road dog. Road traveler. Here it is. And then we have a real elder, another uh, real elder of the road. I'm talking about the busker for freedom. So take it away, road hawk. Hey, man. Thank yeah. you, guys. This is my. This is the redeeming point in San Francisco for me. I just want to say that. Thank God. This is called The One.
With the guitar. Oh, yeah, let's switch. I guess he's gone. But anyway, Ira, yeah. you got a key you want to get together? Uh, I can project good enough. Yeah. Making it uh, happen. Standard? The Common Thread Collective. Uh, I want to play an original. Um, you, you're pretty good at improvising? Yeah, uh, This is a. Uh, people send a lot this one. It's called Paper Thin.
diddly wampa bampa kind of kind of rhythm you got that bo diddly wampa bampa and and we got a piano anybody and play piano 
And the guy, I was gone. And and actually, there, there's a line at the end of uh, 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 three of the of the four verses, right? Which is easy. And when I get to the last time of this uh, 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 line, at the end of the song, when I get to the last line, I'm going to go, bring it, ring it, sing it, sing it out now. And I'm going to look at each and every one of you until I start seeing you sing. Okay? You ready? That, that's the coda at the end. Right? So here we go. Now, like I said, uh, we're, we're doing some improv here. He's just going to kind of jazz it behind... Uh, this, this is a very recent piece. This was written in the last month. So here we go. Just like, you'll, like you, 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 you'll, pick up, you'll pick up on what my voice is doing pretty fast. Okay. A womp a womp a bop, womp Lift your knee, lift your knee, and stop, stop, stop. This ain't no army, it needs no pattern, it needs no sound off, we be scat-scatting. Bring it, bring it, sing it, sing it out now. Bop, 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 a re-bop, re-re-re-bop. Shake your hips, shake your hips, hip, hip, and hop. This ain't no navy, it needs no mucking, it needs no captain's pipe. Let's re-refrain. Bring it, ring it, sing it, sing it out now. You can do your lip service on that. Bring it, ring it, sing it, sing it out now. Just like mouth it to yourself, uh, because when it comes to the end, I'm gonna wanna see you singing it. Okay, here we go. Hop, happy hippie, hop, make it snappy. Clap your hands, clap your hands, and get happy. This ain't no moocher, have cats be hip now. You hoochie coochers, come off your trip now. Bring it, swing it, zing it, zing it, shout now. A womp bump. A womp bump, a bump, a womp bump. Lift your knee, lift your knee, and stomp, stomp, stomp. This ain't no Air Force, it needs no spruce goose. It needs no H-bomb, we be a loose goose. Bring it, ring it, sing it, sing it out now. Bring it, ring it, sing it out now. Bring it, ring it, sing it out now. Bring it, sing it, sing it out now. Bring it, ring it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thanks for bringing it, Jesse. What a fun day around here on the Common Thread Collective. So many, so many strong voices and lots so of love. Is that, hey, is there anybody? How much time do you have there, Sister Val? Oh, we got, we got a good few minutes. We, okay, we've got definitely have time for a nice big jam. Let's bring our brother Hawk up. Because he's got the energy, and hey, if you want to, hey, if you want to bring that violin with him, let's. Uh, anybody else like to join the jam? 
Coming up here, Hog. Coming up. Yeah, this is the this is the time for the for the house jam, the Common Thread Collective. Anybody with an instrument want to get up there and and take us out on a high organic note? Because that's what we do. We we keep it organic, right here on the Common Thread Collective. And remember, this is streaming live around the planet on the internet at mutinyradio.org, mutinyradio.fm. And uh, also, this podcast will be available within 24 hours. So you can go to the website, check out the podcast at the top, find us Fridays 3 to 6. You can't miss it. It's Diamond Dave. It's the Common Thread Collective. I'm Val. And uh, we love that everybody comes through every Friday to do this show. And uh, one quick announcement before we jump into the jam session. Um, as we were talking about earlier, in the afternoon, so there's a there's a new movement, a resurgence uh, to to pass the Equal Rights Amendment, the ERA, that's been um, well, it's been waiting to be passed for a long, long time now. And so, what's happening is uh, there's going to be a march across the country starting tomorrow morning on the Golden Gate Bridge at 10 a.m. You can witness and be a part of the beginning of that march, and it's going to cross the country. It's going to take a year so that it arrives. Uh, a year from tomorrow, so tomorrow is International Women's Day, March 8th, so the idea is to have a, a, a big protest and rally at the, fin at the White House fence on March 8th, 2015, so it's starting tomorrow, March 8th, 2014, on the Golden Gate Bridge um, to raise awareness about equal rights for women uh, going across the country, um, so a historic moment for sure. Uh, you can check out uh, more information. There's, a, there's an event on Facebook. Check out International Women's Day. Yeah. And I hope they don't so much march as saunter and stroll and schmooze and really? take their time. Oh, yeah. Sashay and stroll marching. and dance their way yeah. all the way to the nation's well, capital. I'm tell you, I've been on some of those cross-country long-distance walks, and they're walking. Believe me, we're not marching. We're saunter and stroll and schmoozing, hanging out, and just uh, it's the best way to see the country. But you dragging it, not dragging it. Okay, and anyway, that's it, brother. Hey, um, hey, that, that, that'd be the uh, that'd be the busker for freedom, and he knows what he's talking about. But anyway, I think I think we got well, we got a violin for the jam. So hey, brother, come up here and jam with us. And want to thank everybody for coming. And don't forget Tuesday, City College is going to be the uh, is going to be the conference. And then if you, you heard the uh, climbing the poetry earlier, they'll be there, and there's going to be a variety of stuff. Hey, sister, you don't feel, feel like coming up and telling you. It's going to be an MUB. Uh, MUB, that's a multi-use building, 140, and it's called the Intersectionality, Co Intersectionality Conference. In other words, doing more together than any of us could do, uh, do on our own, supporting one another, and be food for the body, mind, and spirit. So come on up, take it away. Thanks for coming, brothers and sisters. Hold up, and the marijuana show is coming on next. Marijuana hits. So hang on in. They be smoking, joking, and talking, and let people know what's going on in that, in that neck of the woods, which is a pretty big neck of the woods these days. <laughs> Indeed. And also the uh, San Francisco International Women's Film Festival starts tonight. So there's a free event at the Parkway Theater in Oakland. It's actually starting at 6, so 6 to 8 tonight. They're, show they're showcasing short films by um, 
San Francisco Bay Area filmmakers. Uh, it's women's film. And then uh, on the 29th of March, it's going to be at the Brava Theater. They'll have the, the International uh, Women's Film Festival of Shorts. Um, so check it out. The Women's Film Institute is putting it on. And it should be a pretty, uh, pretty interesting event to celebrate women in the arts. So I think, uh, do, do we have a jam band? I'll tell you what, I'll play a song, and then by the time the song is over, there will be some live musicians here uh, set up <laughs> to play. And so, you know, what we're all about around here at the Common Thread Collective is love. We're all about community, and we're all about change. And change, a bigger word for change would be revolution. And here's one of our unofficial theme songs from Steve Earle. The revolution starts now. Now I'd li I'd like for this for this track to start now. That's what I would like, but uh, doesn't always work that way.
Okay, we got our crew. We've been moving on. Felicia, so good to see you, sister. Uh-huh, honey. <laughs> She's got a bit a bit on the box. We got the Willis back. He's got a bit on the uh, bit on the bench. And we got the violin right here as our brother here. So take it away, you guys. Let's see what we can do. This okay. is be X-Step Radius. And uh, right now, the past shakes the hands of the future to the now. Right now, take it away, kids. Okay. You want to see, like... Uh, whatever, whatever works. Jamming. Whatever is revolutionary. Guitar too. Done.
For being here, part of the Common Thread yeah, Collective, Felicia. Yeah, all right, all to all the good people. We really appreciate you being here. You make it good. We love making this happen every Friday from three to six on MutinyRadio.org or .fm. Uh, if you're if you're looking around the internet and you're like having a little trouble uh, getting in touch with us, just remember to ignore anything that has a cat on it. We're not all about that. We've got a big old pirate ship. We are Mutiny Radio, and we love you. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back next week. Um, also, don't forget to tune in next week to Women's Magazine. That's at 2 o'clock. That's me. That's with me, Global Val. This microphone works. Yeah. So turn it, tune in at 2, and then at 3 collective thanks so much for being a part of this and peace stay tuned marijuana hits radio is up next what food relieves insomnia anxiety stress chronic brain depression nausea and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite i'm gonna guess waffles (laughs) that is incorrect actually alex the food i'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts cannabis-based medicinal extracts that sounds like you're smoking drugs ed no baby there are smokeless safe and less expensive The Boys and Girls Club Mission Clubhouse has been open since 1928, helping raise the youth of our community with arts, community cleanup, art, technological skills, education, and free meals. Their brand new gym helps keep our kids in positive productivity after school activities. And their art studio fosters creativity. Visit them at bgcsf.org for more details or to donate. Covered California is an easy to use marketplace where you and your family may get financial assistance to make health coverage more affordable. By law, your coverage can't be dropped or even denied, even if you have a pre-existing medical condition or get sick. You will have the ability to choose the health plan that offers the best services at the greatest value for you. You might have thought you couldn't afford health insurance, but Covered California will provide the tools for you to shop for health insurance that meets your healthcare needs and financial realities. For more information about Covered California or the Affordable Care Act, visit CoveredCA.com. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Mm-hmm.
Little kitties and puppies need someone to take them into their homes for the early weeks of their lives to help them with socialization. Become a foster parent today. For more information, go to sfspca.org. This public service announcement is Weekly brought Review to you by with Radio. Roman. Today it is Friday, October 2nd, 2015. I start off with a song by one of my favorite artists, Peter Gabriel. That song came out in 1980. So that was 35 years ago, and things have not changed. And of course, it's very heavy-handed, in a very heavy-handed way of opening up the show, but we live in a very heavy-handed world. Ugh. Keeps on happening. Uh, Violence keeps on happening, continues to happen. And it's disgusting and sad and frustrating. And just knowing that this has been going on forever not forever well for a pretty long time though uh that's that's a a common theme on this show certainly so thought i would open up with with that song i thought about it uh and of course you know i i like i like psychology i think a lot of folks do and then i think one way of trying to solve problems although at, at this point as far as humans go and i've been having a lot of conversations with people who feel like maybe we're part alien or some 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 folks do and i know there's some like artists who have who have indicated that they feel like they're not human and they're maybe part alien uh kurt cobain tom york uh a lot of folks and then just a lot of people i know and i definitely feel like uh i don't think i'm really all all that human uh oh roseanne she's one person as well and uh i know some folks might be like oh that's ridiculous however uh if you want to get humans <laughs> oh not we don't have a great track record I, I mean, yes, there's folks who create amazing things. There's art and there's architecture and literature. Uh, there's a lot of great things happening. And then there's also a lot of shitty things happening. And uh, humans continue to hurt one another in a variety of ways. It's not just physically, though. It's, you know, emotionally. Uh, there's sexual violence. There's psychological violence. There's wars. There is prisons. Oh, Wow, what a great way of starting the day. Anyway, uh, so yeah, the Peter Gabriel song I thought was uh, it came came into my mind uh, yesterday because of course it talks about the psychology behind it. You know, why do people do these violent actions? And at at the end of the day, um, people are looking for attention and affection, and are angry. And I think that's something that everyone can identify with. It's certainly just how does one uh, respond to that. And, of course, there's the fight versus flight option and scenario, and I find myself in that situation quite a bit. I don't go into situations looking for a fight. However, I just, no matter what I do, I find myself, even in situations where I think I should feel comfortable, I feel aggravated or frustrated or feel teased or, like, pushed around, even if it's done in uh, an affectionate way, maybe. I I think a lot of men have this way, and I'm just going to generalize and say men. Uh a ways of showing affection and it's by like i guess teasing or being mean or hitting each other and what the fuck is that about first of all um i had the the privilege of not being socialized as male and i know some folks have i can't speak to that experience however just from i can look at it from my own perspective where after at, at 27 years old i was able to kind of be read as male and just the fucking the bullshit there's so much i mean i guess there's bullshit no matter what you're no matter who who you're read as certainly regardless of gender 
I do feel like in our culture, though, there's just so much of this just violence, and it's based on people not knowing how to either communicate or to be affectionate with one another. And a lot of that does have to do with, with men and like not knowing how to do meaningful touch or anything even kind. And then it just, it, it's like, uh, it snowballs, it's ongoing because if that's how so many people are socialized and brought up, if that's what people are exposed to in the media or by other folks around, then it's just gonna, it's gonna continue to happen. And it's just this idea of, having to fight, which is ridiculous and doesn't get anything done. Uh, I guess, I suppose with fighting, there is that idea of, you know, fighting to fighting against the powers that be. I like that idea. Uh, it's the kind of the, the, the fighting down that just the, the bullying and, uh, the idea that violence is something that's to be respected. Uh, not, not too into that not too into that at all, but it's so ingrained in our culture. I don't know how we can really get beyond it. Uh, if that's something that so many people flock to immediately with just ways to, I guess, express people to express themselves. It's they, they go to that and it happens in all, in all sorts of ways, which is quite frustrating and sad. So, uh, I actually had a, I don't know why I say actually, but I'll talk about personal stuff a little bit and it's not, that's, that's personal. That's, I mean, I feel like sometimes I definitely go to the, the political things that are going on in because, well, it's important to talk about, certainly, and the personal is political and vice versa. And also, sometimes it's a way of not dealing with one's own stuff going on. And also, you know, how much does one really, really want to share? And I guess there's a something to be said for keeping a mystery about oneself, although I'm a pretty open book. And if you talk to me, I'll, I'll share as much as I feel comfortable with. So I went to a retreat this weekend, which was awesome. And I'll just talk very little about that, but I'll make it as... Anyway, it was, a, it was for trans men, and it was just really incredible. And I feel really fortunate to have been able to go. And I saw folks I hadn't seen in a while, and I met some new people. And just it made me recognize how much I kind of crave that and miss that. And just by wandering through the world and quite often feeling alienated. And again, this can ha this happens, I'm sure, to everyone uh it as a as a transgender person it's something and just how people view me most folks don't know i am unless i mean my friends know people know i'm open about it I, i'm talking on the radio about it so how you know i'm not i wouldn't necessarily call myself stealth by any means however just going out and about in the world folks don't necessarily know and it can feel uh certainly a little bit isolating just kind of even even when folks do know just uh the experience of not quite necessarily feel like I, I fit in in a way or just having different experiences and whether that's like not quite fitting in with with men in general and then also not quite fitting in with women and and how is that and I don't necessarily identify as any gender uh anyway uh however we have been brought up oh that'll go into the first story that'll be great here's a segue found a segue hallelujah we found a segue um just this I, the, the idea of the binary and as you're a kid you know you kind of you're divided people are divided into, into two groups like the boys and the girls and i remember when that was happening and it's like the sudden division and it's like why why is this happening and it goes on into adulthood and it doesn't really end it doesn't end when we think about locker rooms and bathrooms for instance ids with a male or a female on them uh and then just even the way folks talk about one another and view one another 
and there's this like idea of separation it's like a, it's an illusion i believe i really do believe it's an illusion because we're all spirits in these bodies and maybe this is me and my alien talk maybe uh, as an alien part alien i don't know uh, i <laughs> i feel that um but they're all we're all beings here together and the idea that all humans would be divided and uh, animals too because people are like this dog is a female this cat is male and it's like oh why does this matter the idea that we're so divided into into billions of people are divided into two groups is ridiculous and my joke one of my jokes about this is uh you know even with the zodiac there's 12 signs of the zodiac and even people think that is bullshit and even with that you also have like the rising and the falling and all these different signs all these all these different ways of of being so the fact that humans are somehow split into two groups is just beyond me and i think causes a lot more harm than good and again it goes into the binary the us versus them mentality which can also correspond to war you know there's good guys and the bad guys and that goes into the whole fucking gun conversation too good guys and bad guys and it's like wait a second uh we're all gonna have different opinions about this and saying that someone's good or bad it's it's things are not black and white they really are not in this crazy beautiful world that we live in things are not that simplistic and to divide people especially yeah and then into war like people are trained i watched this video did i talk about this on the i don't know there's no one in the studio so and quite often there is usually so it's very interesting being here uh, and i just can go on and on and not distracted or like uh thinking about what else is going on um i saw there was a training video so oh yeah did i talk about this last time i think i did um moral uh, moral injury. Yeah, moral injury, which is what some vets and I'm sure a lot of other folks go through where it's uh, you commit an act that is offensive to your own morals, whether and then that might be killing somebody. And so it's, it's an injury that's maybe psychological or emotional or mental. Um, I apologize if I'm not using the correct language to describe it accurately, but I thought that was really fascinating how in our culture we're very much, we think about the uh, what we can see, you know, physical and I guess this also goes into like mental, you know, with, with mental health too. Like there's a lot of folks and there's, it's, if sometimes if we don't see something and we as a just generalized, if we don't see something, people pretend it doesn't exist or it's not real. And then how do we, how is that? How, it's like somehow not tangible and somehow not important in a way, but even though it's, it's there, we just can't quite maybe comprehend it or want to recognize that it exists. So yeah, so going into the, with with veterans and how there's a, such a huge 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 very high suicide rate among veterans and there is a story out about a particular uh i feel bad because i don't know the quite the, right, the correct language to use uh brigade group of folks serving the same unit and the their suicide rate was, was very 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 high and i was reading about this and then folks are posting comments and someone posted a uh, a video I think I did talk about, oh I'll talk about it again a video uh, like a training video and they videotaped from you know folks in the I believe I believe it's the army um, they're on the bus and then they get off the bus and the, they got the I don't know the corporal commander a, a person in a position of authority whose job it was to, to I guess yell at them and tell them what to do from the moment they're on the bus and they're just like get off the bus faster 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 like yelling at them the entire time and then it's like put your papers on the ground don't fold your arms do this and like the entire just yelling 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 and that's boom there's our culture right there for you um and i was just thinking i wouldn't even uh, there's a there's a number of reasons i would not join the armed forces and definitely i would just i would not be a good fit i can tell you that right now for a variety of reasons 
and I just wouldn't be able to get off the bus. Like if someone's like screaming at me, you know, and not necessarily in a like, hurry, 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 like I'm trying to help you is more just like a kind of boom, 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 like needing to have control over and telling people exactly what to do and you can't be an individual and you can't, and I, I get, I understand why this happens. I just would not do well in this situation. And I think that's a lot of our, it's a, this culture with just this, someone's telling us, telling people what to do and it's not being questioned. And if you step out of line, then you're punished for it and that's messed up. And we're not supposed to be like that as humans. We're not. We're supposed to love and create and to be there for one another. We're not supposed to like work excessive hours. You know, folks are not meant to be in debt. Folks are not meant to not have places to live. There's more than enough resources. There's more than enough food, but food gets wasted. I had a conversation, which I'll be playing later on the show. It's a long conversation, so I'm probably going to do half of it today and maybe the other half uh, next week. We got to a lot. There's a lot to talk about. And we were talking about uh, all the empty apartments in San Francisco, more than enough to take care of all the homeless folks. There's empty, there's places where folks have been evicted and those apartments are still empty, yet there's people on the street. So fuck that. Just gonna put that out there. There's just, it's, it's backwards. And I feel like I've become, I was definitely anxious and certainly like a little bit depressed as a kid growing up. And I feel like that's certainly part of who I am now just recognizing oh this is the world I live in and I try not to take it too personally because uh, I, b- I believe it's just like it's this it's the systems that are in place and that things are so backwards and they don't need to be it's not just like life is unfair of course life is unfair and you know as a stone said you know we can't you can't always get what you want of course there is that there's also that fucking greed which is destroying which has destroyed the world it's, I mean, it's happened already. I mean, we want to talk about environmentally. We want to talk about war. We want to talk about folks not having their basic needs met when they could be met, when they could be. It's not just like, oh, oh, that's a shame it's not happening. We have the power and the control. We could. We have the resources to make sure everyone has their basic needs met. And because of the systems that are in place and people have decided to defend those systems, that's not, that's not happening. So anyway, anxiety and depression. I don't feel like those are personal issues i feel like that's part of a societal problem and if you're awake and aware of what's going on in the world of course it's going to make one depressed of course it's going to make one anxious because it's unjust it's completely unjust and we're complicit in that so ugh. so i come here and i talk about it and that's maybe one way of uh, getting it getting it out there and the more i think the sooner folks can recognize what's going on people are waking up and there are so many folks who are doing so much good work that's the thing too i don't i don't want to shit on Ideally, I don't want to shit on anyone, although there are people in positions of power and greedy, you know, landlords or whomever who very well know that they have resources that they're not sharing and they're not helping people and people who are warmongers and people who, uh, who there's another, I can do another segue into another story. Uh, fucking, I mean, if you're against reproductive rights, fuck you. I'll say that on the show every time, but fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I'll keep on saying that. That's not even, that's not as... That's pretty much all I got, and I I, I mean that in ter- with the most vitriol possible, and the most anger possible. How dare you have the right to tell someone else what they can or cannot do with their bodies? Fuck you, seriously. I don't think those folks listen to the, rip- the, the program. They probably I don't I don't think they do. Maybe they do. Maybe someone's listening and they're very anti a woman having the right to do with with her body what she wants to do, and they're listening to the program. And me saying fuck you suddenly changed their mind. No, I don't think that's happened. However. Uh, just venting the anger I feel like is a healthy release because you got to get it out there somehow and I know 
I feel like we're in the majority. Like uh, it's how does one, and I feel like this with the, with the gun violence too. It's like the most, we're the majority. The majority of the folks want gun control. The majority of the folks believe people have, should have control over their own bodies. It's common sense. Yet it's easy to feel powerless because that's not the world we're living in. And that's at least the country that we're living in. That's not happening. But there's positives, news stories. Will I get to them? Uh, yes, I'll start off with one, and then we'll go. Then we'll go to depressing stories. How does that sound? So I promised there was a segue, and there is a segue, and that was talking about gender, uh, one of my favorite topics, and gender, which is ugh, it's ridiculous that it's kind of come into what it has, where it's people are being policed based on their bodies. However, there's progress being made, and I'm going to share a story with you all about that. And this comes out of Germany. Yeah. Uh, who knew? Oh, there's another positive news story that's coming out of Poland as well. So there's some things coming out of Europe that are progressive. And again, this is kind of like things that shouldn't have been a problem in the first place, but, but the, you know, they're happening. So uh, we're trying to rectify or trying to make good of what are some bad things are. So I'll start off with a positive news story. Usually I try to go the other way around, start off with all the really depressing news stories and then end on something positive. But today started a little bit sad and gonna go into something positive, and then you know we'll 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 find something positive about the news. We will, I promise. No, I uh, that's not true. I can't make a promise like that. I'll do my best. So this comes from the Huffington Huffington Post: Germany to allow parents to choose no gender for babies on birth certificates. I think this is pretty rad. Uh, pretty pretty rad. Okay, on Friday, November 1st, Germany will become the first country in the world to allow parents to leave the gender box blank on their child's birth certificate. As reported in August, the move is an effort to create legal recognition for intersex individuals or children born without a clearly determinable anatomical sex of male or female. With babies reportedly born without clearly determinable genitalia, at a rate of one in every 1,500, and many intersex individuals not exhibiting characteristics until later in life, the legislation seeks to take the pressure off of parents to commit themselves to a gender immediately after birth. This will be the first time that the law acknowledges that there are human beings who are neither male nor female, or are both, stated University of Bremen Law Professor Constantes uh, Plett. Constance Plett. People who do not fit into the traditional legal categories will have fellow human beings with no sex registered. They can't be forced into either one of the traditional sexes in these other contexts. Earlier this year, the United Nations condemned normal, quote-unquote normalization surgery, citing research that surgery is aiming to create in either anatomically male or female body for intersex infants often leads to more harm than help. The German law reportedly states that if a child cannot be assigned to the female nor male gender, their status shall be entered without such information in the register of births. This is an interesting move, but it doesn't go far enough. Sylvan Agius, policy director for equality, uh, Sylvan Agius, policy director at Equality for Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Trans, and Intersex People in Europe, ILGA, told Reuters, unnecessary surgeries will likely continue in Germany with devastating consequences. We live in a world where having a baby classified as other is still considered undesirable. 
Germany's move follows in the footsteps of Australia, which became the first country in the world to begin to begin allowing a third gender option or X on passports in late 2011. So this, of course, ends up being not as super progressive as we would have hoped, but a step in the right direction. And of course, this idea, kind of what I've been talking about, what a lot of folks are talking about, the idea that as humans to be put in one category or the other is really, really problematic. So that's good, yes. Is a step in the right direction, and uh, hopefully other countries will follow suit. The U.S. Mm, mm, uh, I'm I'm not gonna hold my breath, but you know what? Uh, stranger things have happened, right? So perhaps the U.S. will eventually come al- along with that, and the, this idea that uh, if it starts earlier early enough on, you know, even if, if even if the babies are not intersex, uh, this idea of labeling, labeling a human being, the labeling begins so early in life, and I think that's the cause of a lot of problems. So that's good. So I'm going to play some music, because I've been chatting quite a bit, and then we're going to get back with some more stories. And there's been, ugh, ugh, I'm going to get into what's going on in Oakland with, uh, Ugh, gentrification there. And uh, folks calling the cops for no goddamn good reason at all. So uh, I'll get into that after the, after the music break. And uh, let's see. Let's do some Temple of the Dog. This is Hunger Strike. <laughs> I can't feed on the power list when my cup 
and welcome back that was temple of the dog with hunger strike you may recognize temple of the dog because they were half pearl jam half Soundgarden back in the day good times good some good, good vocals there from chris cornell and eddie vetter that takes us back anyway so oh gosh you know i rec i rec i recognize uh i could you know this this the the great thing about being able to do a, a program like this is it's there's no censors could do whatever i want one could i could just play music all day that would be awesome i could tell dumb jokes um i could have conversations about farting the the really the 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 it's it's endless really what i could do is endless and yet i decide to talk about the news and what's going on in the world and that does get depressing as hell uh but you know what chose it so can't turn back now i guess i could turn back now but what good would that be so here to bring you the news which is depressing and so we play music so i'm gonna go into oh lord all right trigger warning and there should be a trigger warning before the show all the time because it's the news guess what people do really fucked up things and it's the world that we live in. So here I am to report about it. So here's some more violence. Ugh, there's always violence. I'd rather not report on it, but it's existing. It's happening. Okay. So uh, this was posted, um, and also a friend sent it to me. And this was written by Davy D. Cook, who is an Oakland resident. And uh, also was, uh, uh, I hosted the, um, the Oakland Queer Mike uh, queer open mic um, in Oakland on Tuesday. And we also were speaking about this as well. And there was a demonstration going on at City Hall about what I'm going to read about, which was also happening um, this past Tuesday. And this is about people calling the cops uh, as a way. It's 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 just in relation to gentrification and uh, kind of folks moving into a neighborhood and wanting to take it over and therefore getting law enforcement involved. It's disgusting. And then what happens um, because of that? So this was written by Davy D. Cook. We have, I, I do not know Davy personally. We have mutual friends. And I messaged Davy, so hopefully Davy can come on the show sometime. And because I think this is really, uh, folks need to know about this. So Davy writes, uh, okay, this is 13 OPD called to Lake Merritt because of black people drumming. And Davy says, I want people to read this and read it carefully. This is what's going on in Oakland. I've been saying this, and for the most part, people have acted like such things have not happened or they're acting in or they're act they are acting in disbelief i noted in previous posts there have been a number of black people who have been badly beaten down when patronizing several of the bars and spaces that are primarily catering to the gentry crowd this is not made up it's fact one person who was beaten badly inside radio he has a clean track record, no criminal record or history of disturbance. He was given $1,000 to lay low for about the incident. He is not. Another brother who is an executive with a clean record wishes to remain anonymous. He was without provocation, targeted, beaten, had his teeth knocked out, nose broken, and fractures to his face, and was left out on the street, bloodied and un unconscious. A passerby called the ambulance where he was hospitalized. The club folks did not. His case is making its way through court. This is on top of incidents like the one we were all made aware of that took place in Whole Foods where a brother was beaten and left bloodied by a security guard. 
This is on top of the aggressive patrolling of OPD at Lake Merritt on behest of white folks resulting in electronic signs prohibiting barbecue and amplified sound. The signs have recently been changed to add no vendors without permits. I recently had a conversation with a popular DJ and producer, DJ Twelves, who noted that for almost a year after the lake was refurbished, he was invited down to spin records for mainly white, quote-unquote, hip crowds who had newly arrived in Oakland. They saw the lake as the East Bay version of Dolores Park and would frequently barbecue and have him play music from a mobile system attached to generator. While at the OMF festival, Twelves explained that it was never an issue about the music until a lot of black people showed up, and suddenly there were complaints. Initially, the complaints were about the type of music being played, which he found strange, because what he was playing, the same type of EDM trap he is known for which was requested and popular among the white folks gathering around the lake. But when black people showed up, it became a problem, leading to a number of meetings and the eventual signs around the lake. Around the lake, popular fitness instructor, and pap around the lake, popular fitness instructor, martial artist, and professor Sean Taylor has, for years, given free training to local folks, mainly women and kids, on self-defense. This was never an issue until a couple of months ago, when suddenly there were complaints not about noise, but by people who had concerns. Those complaints resulted in OPD showing up on three different occasions, demanding to know who Sean was, why he was teaching, and then making it known it was probably not a good idea for them to do training. Around the time that Sean was being approached by police on the next neighbor app listserv, there was a lengthy thread from newcomers complaining about noise coming from room 389 on Grand Avenue and other folks who lived on that side of the lake, holding parties on the weekends. There was some pushback with folks noting it's the weekend and people have parties. There was a group that felt like there was too much bass in some of the music and it was unsettling and noise laws should be enforced. One of the next door moderators gave detailed step-by-step -step instructions on how one could file complaints. The name of the OPD police officer who is in charge of the area and all the specific rules about noise, i.e. decibel levels, times, type of amplification, etc. Folks were encouraged to call and follow a set of procedures script so that the lake would not be that noisy. If memory serves me correctly, an officer from OPD jumped on the thread to let folks know he was there to help in any way he can and reiterated some of the steps outlined to complain about noise. This notion of unsettling noise was leveled on the Malong Malonga Cascalord Kaskel Center, formerly Alice Arts. There was a newcomer who found the drumming inside the building as problematic and was filing complaint after complaint while folks were figuring out how to accommodate this person by either closing the windows or put in soundproofing. Here is, a latest, here is the latest missive about what's happening with the policing of black bodies and expression. Keep in mind, as you read what's posted below, similar scenarios have been taking place in Harlem at, Marvis, at Marcus Garvey Park 
and in Lam Lamerit Park in LA. It leads me to believe these are part of coordinated campaigns. Journalists like Zenny Abraham has been keeping tabs on a have been keeping tabs on a number of incidents and detailing them in his daily vlogs and newsletter. It is my hope that something is done and done soon about these types of incidents. From the writing of racist graffiti on walls to newcomers calling police on black folks over nonsensical issues, my fear is that sooner than later there is going to be a big blow up around these types of things. The write up below comes courtesy of uh, Carib Belling Cultura uh, Tres Sesenta. Artist alert, Sunday, September 27th. We have to develop a policy that allows us to maintain our freedom to drum around Lake Merritt. We cannot lose that right. Never. Something must be presented to city council soon. Samba Funk just experienced a terrible altercation with a new Oakland gentrifier about playing drums at a new amphitheater around the lake. The police were called, 13 cops and several statements taken and reports made. It took hours until 1 a.m. to complete. And while we were, while we were st stuck in the cold to sort th things out with the cops, this gentrifier guy was allowed to walk away freely from the scene. He made false claims of assault against us, but he was the aggressor. So assault and battery charges were filed on this person. Uh, Sean McDonald, the gentrifier. Uh, the cops tried to persuade me to drop the charges. I refused. This is far from over, but just another reason we have to fight for our freedoms in Oakland. These new kinda Oakland people don't want to know the real Oakland or what it's about. They just want what they want to satisfy themselves. Oakland citizens, Oakland natives, local artists, cultural artists. This is of grave importance. This will be a recurring reality. Organize today, organize now. This is the only way our culture will continue to thrive and flourish in Oakland. So again, this comes from Davy Cook. Uh, thank you, Davy, for writing this. And, <sighs> and also just seeing that this is happening in New York and LA and it's happening everywhere and that seems like it's like law enforcement is also just on the side of gentrifiers which is not a surprise at all but just seeing how this is happening everywhere uh, it's important to recognize that this is this is occurring and some of the conversations that we had on on Tuesday was that there are also folks are also going gentrifiers are also going after churches by saying that churches are too noisy when churches have been around for a long time and regardless of how one feels about organized religion uh, one would <laughs> assume that you know folks having a place to congregate is a good thing. Uh, and to to move into a neighborhood and then to just to start accusing people and to start to start problems and to call law enforcement on people who have been there since long before they were is really ridiculous. So ugh. uh so thank you for listening to that and please do spread the word and again that was written by Davy Cook. Okay, moving along, uh, oh, here's another story coming out of Oakland, and um, uh, deep breath in, deep breath out. And this comes from the LA Times. Uh, this is quite a sad story. 
and uh, artist killed as a painted anti-violence mural in Oakland. Uh, and this was written by uh, Veronica Rocha, a uh, contact reporter. A mural artist was f fatally shot Tuesday while working on a community art piece under a freeway overpass in Oakland, police said. Police have not identified the artist, but friends say his name is Antonio Ramos, a painter who worked on a mural project led by the Attitudinal Healing Connection. Ramos and a group of artists with the project were working on a mural conceptualized by middle school students in West Oakland who reimagined themselves as superheroes to help solve issues in their communities. Oakland police said a gunman opened fire on Ramos about 10.30 a.m. Tuesday on the 3500 block of West Street under the Interstate 580 overpass. He was taken to a hospital and pronounced dead. The gunman walked away before police arrived on the scene. In the midst of beautifying the community with youth messages of hope and love, this horrific tragedy happens, members of the Oakland Superheroes Mural Project said Tuesday. The group said Ramos's death was the result of senseless gun violence that continues to plague our communities. The group urged the community to stand up to violence. The 4,000 square foot mural is the third of six art pieces by the Oakland Superheroes Mural Project, a community effort aimed at eradicating violence by educating and engaging Oakland youth through art. Ramos joined the project in 2012 when he spotted a mural in neighborhood and asked if he could help, the group said on Facebook. From that day on, he was working on the project every day, the group said. The latest mural gave him s much joy, according to the group. He snapped photographs of the group's progress daily. He loved the messages and images envisioned by the students being spread throughout the community, the group said. On Tuesday, Ramos wore a smile as he drove up to the workspace, carrying a speaker to play music. He was a bright light on the team, bringing positivity, humility, and dedication to the project, the group said. The group plans to commemorate Ramos by continuing to work on the mural. Ramos's friends have created a You Caring account to help his family pay for funeral costs. <sighs> and again, uh, this article was uh, written uh, in LA, in the LA Times. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, we're running, uh, yeah. Running, running a bit late here on the show. There's so much more to get to. I'm gonna play some music. And, uh, well, let's do, let's do this song. Uh, let's do this song. This is a cover of a, of a Genesis song. Genesis, a lot of folks make fun of Genesis. I, I do a little bit as well. I kind of like some of their music, but it's a good song of theirs. And, um, it's a cover by a metal band uh, called Disturbed, and uh, I like the kind of anger that they bring into it, because definitely feel that. So, play some music, be back with some more stories, and then we'll be playing the interview, the conversation we had with uh, Jesse and Brad. So, stay tuned.
Okay. Ah, oh, that's a great cover. It really is. So got a lot more stories. Well, not a lot. Four more. And then I'll get into the interview. So I'm going to read these super quickly. Uh, these are heavy. There's one positive thing we'll end on. So there is that. I guarantee it. So we're going to get into the first one. This is also from the LA Times. Arson investigation underway at Planned Parenthood in Thousand Oaks. Fuck you to the arsonist. That's what I'm going to say to them. I'm going to read this very quickly because I feel like, but I do feel like it's definitely, one needs to read it. So this is also written uh, by uh, Veronica Rocha and also written by Brittany uh, Magis. Uh, yes. Uh, let me just bring this up a little bit. Um, sorry, Magia. Um, M-E-J-I-A. Okay. As the national conversation on Planned Parenthood has become louder and more heated, politicians have warned that it could ignite acts of violence against clinics and neighborhood facilities. I'm going to take a moment here and just say, fuck, if you're going to... I can't... I just... The idea of bringing violence anywhere is gross, and then to... In a health in a health clinic, you're going to bring violence there? That's disgusting. All right. I'll continue. Late Wednesday, for the second time in weeks, a Planned Parenthood center in Thousand Oaks came under attack, this time by an arsonist or arsonists who authorities believe smashed out a window, splashed gasoline inside the clinic, and then ignited it. Authorities say there's no evidence the attack was related to the larger debate on Planned Parenthood, but said the West Hillcrest Drive facility was previously attacked by vandals six weeks ago. No direct threats have been made to the facility or clinic workers before the fire, said Ventura County Sheriff's Captain John Riley. You're putting the community at risk when you're doing something like this, uh, Detective Tim Lohman said. Whether it's, the, whether it's the stuff that's in the news recently, we don't know. A few plants near the window were, bl- were blackened, uh, but the small fire had been extinguished quickly because of a sprinkler system, uh, Lohman said. The fire broke out about 11.30 p.m., but deputies and firefighters were quickly alerted by the building's fire alarm. Nobody was inside the clinic at the time. Investigators said they have pulled surveillance video from the building's security cameras. Planned Parenthood has been under scrutiny since an undercover video surfaced this summer, allegedly showing executives discussing recovering fetal tissue from abortions for research. Cecile Richards, president of Planned Parenthood, said at a House hearing this week that the organization did not break the law. Planned Parenthood has been in the news recently because of deceptively edited videos released by a group that is dedicated to making abortion illegal in this country, Richard said. U.S. Senator Dianne Feinstein said in a statement, the toxic rhetoric directed at Planned Parenthood has dangerous consequences. It sends a signal that using violence to close clinics and intimidate healthcare professionals and women is okay. It is not. Jenna Tosh, chief executive of Planned Parenthood of Santa Barbara, Ventura, and San Luis Obispo counties, said in a statement Thursday that we are determined to reopen as soon as possible to serve the health care needs of our patients. Our commitment today and always is to the health and safety of our patients and staff, Tosh said in the statement. A Thousand Oaks Center provides more than 7,000 patients with a range of health care services each year, over 90% of which is life-saving preventative care like cancer screenings, birth control, and sexually transmitted infection testing and treating, the statement said. Julie Mickleberry, vice president of public policy and community engagement for the local Planned Parenthood, said in a statement that attacks like this one are designed to intimidate and harass staff and the patients who visit our health centers. It's discouraging when people want to stop men and women from accessing life-saving services, Mickleberry said. 
Kevin Bach, 27, who lives down the street from the clinic, went to survey the scene Thursday. I am just a strong supporter of women's rights, Bach said as he surveyed the damage. I know what Planned Parenthood's benefits are, and it makes absolutely no sense to me why people would do this kind of thing. Outside the Planned Parenthood offices Thursday, Patricio Gonzalez said uh, had set up signs opposing abortion, Ugh, something he has done for two years. He tries to go out there at least two times a week. Sometimes he will stand outside for one to six hours. Gonzalez, who wore a short with a cross and the words, blessed all day, every day. I'm rolling my eyes. You can't see it because we're on the radio, but I'm rolling my eyes at that. Uh, said he had not seen anything suspicious. He held a white sign with the word adoption over a red heart. Okay, why don't you go out there and fucking adopt people then? I hate, I hate, I just, I, ah. Uh, if you're so concerned about the idea of babies being taken care of, go out and fucking adopt. Why don't you go out and adopt instead of telling other people what to do with their bodies? I can't, I can't stand these people. The back of the sign read, ask to see the ultrasound. And it's not even the word to, it's the number two. Ask to see the ultrasound. Oh, fuck, I hate these people. I really, hate's a strong word, but seriously, if you're that concerned, go out. But do we actually want these folks going out there and raising children if they're just gonna speech, you know? Teach them propaganda. See, this is when I get angry. On the show, every week, I get super angry at some point after it's it, it just builds up and builds up and builds up. And, oh, it's the specifics here. It's the specifics here. The You know, in, in the in the last – I'm going to finish reading this article. I will. But in the last story with the, with the folks calling the cops on people in a drumming circle, it's like what – it's like these instigators. It's like they're the ones causing the problems. Okay. Whew. Next, oh, goodness, oh, this ding-dong. All right, so next, this is a peaceful, prayerful presence, said Gonzalez, who lives in Thousand Oaks. There is a way to send a message. You know what? Fuck you. All right, that's my way of sending a message. Okay, uh, okay, I'm going to read these other articles. Oh, goodness. Okay, so there's something else to get angry about, and it's Uber. I'm not a fan of Uber, nor the CEO. Travis K, not a fan of his. All right, so they missed a deadline. Uh, this is from the examiner. Uber misses data deadline. Uh, some so-called rideshare companies are facing steep penalties by not sharing data about their business practices with government entities. Finding a way to share some data, though, is key to potential partnerships between these private companies and public transit agencies, transit analysts and company officials said. Uber missed a major deadline from state regulators to, to hand over data about their business practices, which was initially filed uh, heavily redacted, f which was initially filed heavily redacted for the public. Though regulators could peek under Uber's hood, the documents provided to the public featured heavy black bars making most of the text unreadable. Hmm. On September 17th, Administrative Law Judge Robert Mason ordered Uber to refile the data, this data, with the California Public Utilities Commission in five days, this time making the answers viewable for the public. Four days after its deadline, Uber has still not filed the data, the CPUC verified with the examiner. The deadline to comply or challenge the ruling has passed, said Christopher Chow, a CPUC spokesman. Noncompliance with the directive could lead to sanctions. Uber did not respond to requests for comment on this story. The company was previously fined $7.3 million by the CPUC for failing to share data. 
as the CPUC crafts new regulations for tech ride companies like Uber and Lyft, both companies are being told to open up the books about business practices. And as transportation companies across the U.S. begin to partner with these companies, government open records laws may give rise to hesitation to share what the companies regard as proprietary information. Both Uber and Lyft have voiced in legal filings that they oppose requirements to share some data about their business practices. To do so, these companies navigate tricky legal ground, each worrying how much information to share with the government without giving one another a competitive edge. Uh, Susan Shaheen, a UC Berkeley researcher who has studied Uber and Lyft, said sharing data with government would reveal a lot about pricing where they have the most business that would be damaging from a proprietary standpoint, she told the examiner. The goal then, she said, is to reach a level of data sharing that would enable the government to understand more about how those services are being used and how the transportation system would be impacted. Emily Castor, director of transportation policy at Lyft, told the examiner that Lyft is exploring partnerships with transit agencies across the U.S. Much of this is possible because they share some data, she said. There is a tremendous amount of interest in the way public agencies can learn from platforms like ours, she said. Much of this data is generalized to protect privacy. Um, all right, so it goes on a little bit more, but you get the general gist of it. So that's happening. Uber's breaking the law. Or not the law, but kind of. Are they? Yes. Okay, they're not sharing their information. That's that's not good. Okay, so two more stories, and then I'll get to the... Uh, there's just a lot to share, and I just want to share as much as I can. Okay, next, Mother Jones article. Uh, this is uh, written by Becca Andrews. Oregon sheriff handling massacre fought the White House on gun control after Newtown. Cognitive dissonance. It's what's for dinner. Let's see what happens here. As the sheriff in Douglas County, Oregon, John Hanlon, was front and center following Thursday's shooting at Umqua Community College, which left 10 dead and seven others wounded. Two years ago, Hanlon was one of the hundreds of sheriffs around the country to vow to stand against new gun control legislation. In a January 15, 2013 letter to Vice President Joe Biden, he wrote, Gun control is not the answer to preventing heinous crimes like school shootings. All right, so there you go, and then now it's his job to go and tell the folks who have lost loved ones. That's, uh, ugh, I, ugh, ugh, that's, ugh, all right. Okay, I can't find a, a segue, but I did promise that there would be, before the, uh, I, I start playing the conversations, that there would be a positive news story, and, and I don't mean to be flippant or just to, uh, to go from one thing to the next, but synchronicity. So remember that there are good things happening? Question mark? Yeah, sure. Okay. So this also comes out of Europe because I have yet to find some good news coming out of the States. There, I'm sure there's good stuff happening here. I'm sure of it. Um, so breaking news, Poland becomes the 14th European nation to officially ban GMOs. Maybe the U.S. will follow suit. Maybe, maybe, maybe. All right. Um, so this uh, comes from marchagainstmonsanto.com. Continuing a trend of GMO bans sweeping across Europe, the nation of Poland has officially announced its decision to join 13 other nations so far in excluding Monsanto's controversial crops from its nation's farmland. The announcement came via Informacy, Informacy, yeah, and Tangia Radloa. I am sorry, I butchered that. IAR, a press agency working with Pol Polaski. 
uh, radio in Poland, according to this article published by Radio Poland. Poland will now opt out of growing GMOs with a specific focus on Monsanto's genetically modified maize, which many countries fear will contaminate its natural crops if allowed to grow within their borders. Opposition to genetically engineered foods has been strong in Europe for decades and has resulted in mass protests, including widespread participation in previous incarnations of the March Against Monsanto movement. Uh, the announcement is being celebrated by the GMO free and organic movement, but it doesn't necessarily come as a surprise based on what's been happening across Europe. Poland is now the 14th nation to exercise a ban on GMOs, joining Slovenia, Serbia, Croatia, Latvia, Italy, Germany, Scotland, Wales, Lithuania, Aust Austria, Ireland, France, and Greece. The final opt-out decision date for the remaining European countries is October 3rd. The Polish people have long been opposed to GMOs, and that opposition came to a head earlier this year as Polish farmers protested in the streets, even taking to their tractors and shutting down motorways to send a message about foreign influences taking over their industry while also showing their disapproval of GMO crops. The country is already among numerous European nations that prohibit GMOs, but this announcement makes it official that Monsanto's genetically engineered crops will not be allowed in Poland moving forward. Haha! -ha! A positive news story. I promised it and I delivered. Oh, gotta be, <laughs> gotta be happy for smaller things. All right, coming up, uh, we'll play the interview with Brad and Jesse about Tenderloin votes and going into about what's happening in the Tenderloin and it's been happening there for a long time. And first up, I'm gonna play a, a happier song. Uh, this is "People Have the Power" by by Patti Smith. It's it's about what you think it is about. So we'll play this and then we'll be back with uh, playing the first half of the conversation I had with these two fine folks yesterday. All right. And <laughs> and here we go. And yep. And we're gonna pull it. There we go.
Well, we should introduce ourselves first. Oh, so, or don't yeah. you think so? Oh, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My name is Jesse James Johnson, and your name is? I, I'm Brad. Alan Self. Yeah. Brad what? Alan Self. Yeah. So we are. We're with uh, Tenderloin Votes. We're actually kind of, you know, uh, independent activists in the Tenderloin. Um, and um, Brad is, is, is a there's this really kind of brainiac guy who, you know, one thing I have a talent for is finding people, right? And so we're sitting in this community meeting, and there's this, you know, a man over there on the other side of the room who sat through the entire meeting without falling asleep, which is rare, right? <laughs> 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 so I'm, with, I'm there with a group of friends that says, if we're gathering our, our, our materials up, I uh, walk over to him and give him a flyer for um, uh, a Wednesday organizing group that we're a part of that's uh, at, at Hospitality House. It's, I think it's where a lot of us kind of, you know, come out from bigger. It's kind of a touchstone for a lot of us. Um, and, you know, I do that all the time. People, you know, show sometimes, they rarely show up, actually. And then he, I think he showed up to, at the next meeting, you know. And, and we, yeah, that might be true. I mean, honestly, I don't recall the origin of any of this stuff. <laughs> it's okay. I have to give Jesse's work for it. Yeah. Yeah, that would That's how I remember it happened. Yeah. Yeah, but nevertheless, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of new. So I moved into the neighborhood in January of 2013. Yeah, oh yeah, and so, I've been there 22 years. In oh, right. Wow. So, yeah. Right, so I'm, I'm just brand new. <laughs> just completely and totally brand new. Right. Yeah, and whatever spurred me on to hang out with the sort of uh, political activist folks on the lower rung was just being in the neighborhood, yeah, just seeing yeah. what's in, the, and not the typical like visual heartburn stuff that everybody complains about, but the, I don't know, I don't want to say exactly duplicitous, <laughs> but just the, right. the fake bullshit, the fake activist bullshit that right, gets right, kicked right. up by the right. nonprofits that generally um, yeah. wear, warehouse right, right. bus, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. The, the, the professionals, you know, the, uh, I, I guess that's what they are. The ones with access to capital <laughs> markets. Right. <laughs> Non-profit yeah. industrial complex. Yes, right, right. Exactly, exactly. But beneath all that, there's a, I mean, there's, and this, oh, and, and in addition to all that, or parallel to all that, there's, there's, a, there's a real fermentation happening in the Tenderloin of, of just very ordinary, you know, flawed, you know, you know crip, literally crippled people who are trying to, who, for whatever reason, have found this place, you know, come to this place and, and, and found it, you know, useful to them. And, and, and suddenly, there's this 